Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Everybody and welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. On top of the morning to ya. Oh, we're going Irish then, are we? Nope. Hi, happy Saturday. No, it's guys. Hi. What do you? It's it's the middle of May. If anything, we should be doing Hi, very offensive Mexican accents for Cinco de Mayo. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm Mexican. Com- this yeah. is me, my Mexican accent. I want um, to eat Taco uh, Bell. We've been in this country for five generations, and yeah. Remember the Alamo. <laughs> All see, right. see, it's offensive because that guy's like a rich jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how are we doing, guys? Pretty what go- the hell was that? <laughs> is that the way that you're going to launch we, this podcast? We've done like doing? 120 of these, Joel. This is not out of ridiculous. We could finally ran out of things to say. <laughs> now his brain decided to stop. We have a couple things we can do. Yeah. One of them is saying, hey, Phil, did you see any games this week? Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, I, I didn't. I went to a renaissance fair, though, and there was uh, lots of. Was there jousting there? Uh, there was jousting there. Hey, that's kind of that's a sport. That's, that's yeah, a sport. that counts. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the sports at the Renaissance Fair? I mean, uh, they did a lot of like acrobats. They had like people doing acrobatic things, like jugglers and people mm, like that's athletic mm, performance, but it is not, not sport. I think that Olympic committees would disagree with you. Yeah. I'm no, well aware of the fact the that Olympics. the Olympic committees disagree with me. Yeah, people riding horses, equestrian sports, mm-hmm. eh, ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, you, um, did you catch? Did you catch the Preakness Stakes? The Preakness Stakes? The Preakness Stakes this weekend. I don't know what that is. California Chrome won. He's two-thirds of the way there. He is going to stud so hard when he oh, wins the belt. Oh, he's going to yeah, be like, got a chance. First oh, one since, uh, I'm blanking in the name, but it was 1973, right? I say like awareness. Search with yeah. an A. The the term <laughs> awareness. awareness that yeah. would be the weirdest name for a horse. Quartet, wh- the term triple crown, Phil, originates in horse racing, where if you win- uh, I thought it was a Budweiser thing. No. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by Manziel's. Put your man boobs in a Manziel. And bags. Put things in bags like items or other things you want to carry easily. I'm so glad it's back. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Bag council. Powerful lobby. Very powerful lobby. I mean, but everybody's still using bags, right? I yes. think we're going to name this podcast Joel Ran Out of Things to Say. <laughs> I think that's going to be the theme of this podcast. That's the theme of most podcasts. That's I just, true. I just continue talking anyway. Ah, uh, we've noticed. He yeah. cannot, you will not even be able to express amazement at weird sportsmen. You will yeah. just be at a loss of things to say. Johnny Manziel has the top selling rookie jersey in the NFL. Oh, more than Michael Sam? Yes. That's a little disappointing. More than Sam Peckinpah? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's predictable. Cleveland finally opening up and allowing itself to love again. Oh. Yeah. How'd you feel to be Cleveland's uh, – d- who'd they get? Joe Hayden? Not Joe Hayden. The other cornerback. Joe Hayden is their uh, well, He's their current cornerback. Yeah. Who did who, they take with – Uh huh. He went to the pro. He's an all-pro. Oh, yeah. But but who did Cleveland take with their first first-round pick? I don't have it in front of me. Son of a 
bitch. It's you're the, Joel, Joel ran, really out, of ran out of things to say. <laughs> and you're trying to pimp me into not saying anything as well. Joel, do you want me to give you cliff notes for the podcast? You're a sports expert. Jordan's a sports expert. I'm a sports outsider. Talk intelligently about sports and let me make the jokes, Joel. That's the dynamic. <laughs> best selling of any jersey since April 1st. Any jersey in wow. the NFL. Best, best selling since April 1st. Uh, most, more people have purchased the Manziel jersey online then ordered those for Tim Tebow, Robert Griffith III, and Andrew Luck on their draft weekends combined. And two of those wow. guys are actual, oh, on draft weekends? Yeah, like meaning like the, when, when the hype machine was rolling for those wow. guys. If you combined all those jersey sales, does not top Johnny Manziel in his weekend. Well, all of those combined? Yeah. That's retarded. I had no idea. But I'm I think, at a loss for words. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to dramatize Ooh. just how much. Show us some drama, Jordan. <laughs> oh, we will, Ma. Just how much Cleveland is falling in love with Johnny Manziel. A little, little story Aww. about Francine Clark. Oh. This comes courtesy of USA Today, the most trusted paper in hotel lobbies. Lots of anecdotes. Francine Clark's Mother's Day present came five days late. Oh. Clark's son, sorry. That was a huge dramatic pause. Whoa there, Hitchcock. Clark's grown sons drove to First Energy Stadium last Sunday hoping to snag their mother a Johnny Manziel jersey, a perfect gift for the longtime season ticket holder. But the Clark boys discovered they were too late. The team shop was all out. No. They drove to the stadium to buy him from the team shop? Ma's jersey wouldn't be ready till Friday. Oh. So Clark shows up Friday morning shortly after the store opened, and grabbed her new number two. Ooh. She slipped it on over her shirt, put on a new Browns ball cap, and hurried outside to take her first picture in front of the stadium wearing her new gear. She threw back her head as she made Manziel's cash money hand sign, hand sign in what is the second most popular Christmas card photo in the greater Cleveland area. Wow. So as soon as she gets her jersey, runs outside, gets in front of the stadium, takes a picture. Now, this isn't Clark's first jersey. Her collection at her home in Salon, Ohio, includes three other it's first... It's probably Salon. If it's in Ohio, I'm guessing they pronounce it L-S-O-L-O-N. Ooh. Solon. I think it's pronounced... Solon? <laughs> yeah. It's pronounced, oh. oh, fuck, I'm in Ohio. <laughs> so, she has three other first-round quarterbacks in her collection. Oh! Tim Couch is number two. Oh! Brady Quinn's number ten. Oh! And Brandon Whedon's number three. Oh! And now, the punchline. Hopefully, this one will be forever, Clark said. Oh! You poor, sick no, woman. No, never let go of hope. You fucked be up, so disillusioned sad woman. The look on her face when Johnny Menzel starts playing like number two. And, uh... Like poop. <laughs> yep. Also, so she also must be pretty sad about her her sons apparently being trapped in uh, in in 1997, where you still buy things from physical locations. Why didn't they just order the jersey online? Jesus I, I, Christ, Joel! Come on, <laughs> this is a heartwarming tale of a woman getting her new favorite jersey. Oh my, jeez! Come on. You, if you want to buy a jersey for cornerback Justin Gilbert, the number eight pick, there we go. There it is. I there said it, it was a cornerback, didn't I? You have to get that specialty made. Oh, you really? want a veteran player such as Joe Hayden or Joe Thomas? Those are in the back. Yeah. You really want a deal? Jerseys for Trent Richardson, Colt McCoy, and Brandon Whedon are 75% <laughs> off. No. It, it's the name on the front of the jersey that matters. Yeah. Unless you're Trent Richardson, Colt McCoy, or Brandon Whedon. <laughs> 
Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Put your man boobs in a Manziel today. And... Bags. There's room in bags for lots of stuff to carry in bags. Wow. I think I think the second one really fell off there for the bag count. What? You didn't like that one? No, no. I, I, I liked it. It. Good. it felt rushed. Yeah. It felt like the bag council went to the marketing department and said, hey, could you do something at like 4.30 on a Friday before a holiday weekend? <laughs> I imagine John Hammond, Mad Men, was toiling over that for days until he's like, it's about nostalgia. <laughs> People don't want bags. People want memories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Memories to hold on to, like bags hold items. Yeah, exactly. What's on the show today? Uh, well, we have not one but two guests on the show today. Say what? Gene, Absolute. you're working overtime. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, for starters, we have the uh, – so uh, if you may have heard, the uh, $60 million high school football stadium in Allen Park, Texas – uh, is going to have to be demolished. What? Uh, there's been cr- there's cracks in the foundation. They're going to have to tear it down. And we have on uh, the foreman from that construction job. Maybe we can get to the bottom of exactly what we happened can, We here. can absolutely figure out what happened there. Yeah. And Boy, we have, I think it's right? Lucy Lee. Lucy Lee. The 11-year-old golfer who is yeah. now going to be uh, participating in the Women's Open. In wow. Golf. 11? 11. And, and youngest 11? of all time. I can't even imagine what it must be like to be but 11. Previous youngest, 12. Yeah. Wow. Beat her by a whole year. <laughs> That's great. But, I mean, if she's competing at that level of golf, probably a sort of measured and mature presence. Uh, oh, my goodness. For, yes. for, yeah, she must be great. A prodigy. A, a straight out of the Joy Luck Club. We also have a little bit more uh, of uh, audio from Donald Sterling. Yet another tape is surfaced. Oh, jeez. Oh, he so, was, it won't go away. Won't this go away. Guy. Even oh, more of this the stuff. The worst. Yeah, coming through. And uh, do we have a weird sportsman this week? Uh, you're goddamn right we do, Joel. Okay, well, you don't have to curse at me. No, that's what I say every week. I was asking week. a simple question. I say that every week. Let's play Finally, that. he thinks of something to say. <laughs> Let's play that first Donald Sterling tape. Yeah. yeah. The following is new audio from the newly discovered Donald Sterling tapes. I just don't understand why you have to do it. Why? I wanted to submit the Indiegogo. I don't understand why, of, of all the Indiegogo campaigns you have to support, this this Arsino Hall guy. It's Arsino Hall. What, whatever his name is, they all got weird names. But he wants to buy the Clippers. Well, just of all the campaigns to support, why's it got to be that one? If I know what you're thinking, and it's not because he's black. No, it's... I didn't say that. No, but you... Why would that be it? Why would you, you just assume that that's people. it? That's... No, I saw it on the news that you were talking to your girlfriend and you don't like black people. That was you! That was you! Not liking black people is wrong. Releasing that tape was wrong! What? No, because you said it on the tape. I just, I just, I don't want to talk about it anymore, I can okay? submit to any Indiegogo I want. Well, no, just why, why does it have to be that one, okay? Why? Because he's black? No, just listen, you could, you could... Find an Indiegogo campaign, you could donate to it and not ask for a reward, but but when you ask for them to post something to your social media feed... Oh, is it because he's a black person? That's that's not what I said. I'm half black. I don't want to talk about and this no, anymore. You thinking about it is wrong. Joining us now on the podcast is the foreman of the... Uh, Allen Aust- Park, Texas. Uh, Allen Park, Texas. Yeah, which uh, just a football couple years stadium, after opening, yeah, high school football stadium. A couple years after opening, it's been uh, it's been condemned. Uh, they're gonna have to tear it down. 
Uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm sorry, uh, we didn't actually get your yeah, name. Yeah, my from... name is Darvin Morris. Darvin Morris. Darvin Morris. Great yeah, to meet I you. I was I was the foreman of I was the foreman on that that stadium that that done get get closed down. Well, yeah, I, I got to tell you, Darvin, you got some explaining to do here. I bud. had a lot. I have a lot of pride in that high school because I went to that high school. Okay. Uh, so I, they made me the foreman. Where I could hire anyone I want because I used to be a quarterback there. Oh, that's outstanding! Yeah, I took a lot of hits to the head in that stadium, and I then I played and I took a lot of hits to the head in that stadium, and then I play and I and then after when I was playing, I took a lot of hits. Right, I took a lot of hits. Yeah, were, were you on the, the fam- famous '87 state championship team? I, I, that was me. I was the quarterback, the one where we played against that team that was all people who said, "Let's." Let's get that quarterback in the head as many times as we can. <laughs> I really and my helmet had dents in it afterwards, okay. and then that dents then went went into my head. Uh, well, what can you tell us about the the construction process? How do you think you guys uh, wound up making the mistakes while pouring the cement that you did that resulted in the the, the cracks in the foundation? Well, my name's Darvin Morris, and I was the foreman of that stadium. Okay, right, did, right. They let me that. because I went to high school there. Okay, they let me hire whoever I want. Right, no, no, no. I, I, so they just let you that. be the foreman. <laughs> Do you have any construction experience? I do have construction experience. Uh, I went to high school there, right. and I w- went into the construction. The, the the I went to the school, and that was constructed. And I've uh, I uh, then there was construction all around. I could say I lived inside construction. So okay. I, feel I grew like up in a house that was. Constructed. I think most people would not count. Uh, being in constructed buildings is construction experience. Well, it's okay. A foreman that's nothing but a, a, a team leader, like a right. quarterback. I feel like in some I, ways you're giving us evasive answers. And maybe nope. I could just ask yeah. you point blank, who were the people you hired to work on this? I know you're not doing the work. Well, I hired, I hired my who's, team. I right. hired who, my who, team. Who were comprised of your yeah, construction team? It was team. my football team from high school, oh, that, uh, from which I was the quarterback. You did make. You uh, hired your actual year, football yeah. team to yes, make up the construction. They team. were all still there. Most of them hang out, go drinking uh, on uh, the field whenever the games are over. Okay, so who who's in charge of planning the the foundation prior to the cement pour? Oh, part of planning the foundation, we had uh, my uh, my halfback. Uh, his name is Dernid Thomas. Dernid. And, yep, Dernid Thomas. He did all the planning. Um, he uh, said that he fell asleep on top of uh, a blank piece of paper, and when he woke up, it was all done. That does not sound good at all. Yeah, he's. I think he's. It's like an Ouija board planning. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I can begin to see some yeah. of the problems here. Um, he, it was a good picture. It looked three dimensional. Have you ever drawn a cube before? Yeah. Yeah, where you like, you like have it so that there's diagonal you, you lines. You draw true squares and you just yeah. sort of draw lines between the two of them. Yeah. I think he's got a graticular skill in the drawing of the third dimension. Did you just oh, said graticular? He, I no. said graticular skill. <laughs> you know, like he's graticularly skilled <laughs> at drawing things in the third dimension. So he drew it. Who executed his plan? Who who yeah. actually did who, the concrete point? Well, I was the foreman because I went to that high school I was the quarterback well, okay, on the football yep, team. Got that. Right. So that was me. Uh, are, are you talking about then the crew? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, when we had to lay the cement, uh, I got my wide receiver. Uh, his name was Turd Durgler. Uh, Turd was – he was a great wide receiver, and I thought that Turd would be able to pour that cement 
Much I don't like understand he why caught... those skills would be even remotely cross. Uh... He spent a lot of time on cement. We've walked on sidewalks. Uh, we've gone inside uh, of some malls. That's that really... had cement foundations. That's but there's. I mean, pouring cement is actually it's it's a uh, a lot more difficult than I think people realize. So as being a wide receiver, both are very difficult. So if he can handle one, he's got to handle in the other. Entirely different ways. Yeah. Um, Okay. He, he made a great recipe for cement. He mixed it with some oatmeal, and uh, he put just a little bit of schnapps inside of it. That's terrible. Uh, that's not going to be. Yeah, good. Turd's not with us anymore. Oh, I'm so sorry. What happened? Yeah, uh, so he uh, d- decided after putting all the spices and ingredients inside the cement, he was going to taste some. Spices? He was, <laughs> yeah, he was just going to. He just took one spoonful just to make sure that it was done, and the cement hardened inside of his stomach. Oh, that's I'm going to pour tragic. one out for you, turd. No. Okay. <laughs> yep. I'm, oh, I that just, appears to be some of the cement concoction that you were describing earlier. Yep, I okay. just poured one out. I'll drink the rest of that I later. I just assumed that there was coffee in that cup. It, but, it, uh, it weirdly smells like peach. Yeah, he's got a little bit of peach schnapps in there. Oh, that's A little schnapps. bit of brandy wine yeah. mixing it together. Well, I think and I then can, a blot. It's still 99% cement. Well, I think I can see why we had so many problems. Um, oh, yeah. And by we, I mean, you know, the Allen. Now, a lot of people did not make it through the construction of that project. <laughs> what what so, do you mean? Like, uh, well, you, people people died? Yeah, I mean, we had to build a outside treehouse to reach the larger sections. They called it scaffolding. <laughs> uh, and that was built by my by my, my running back back when I was there, whose name was Ball Jaw Ball. <laughs> okay, yep. and he's... Uh, those are, those are two words. Ball is his first name. He's an Indian fellow. His last name was Jaw Ball. Okay. He built the scaffolding. Yep, he to, built yeah. the Put scaffolding. The yep. He built the scaffolding, and then we got our. What entire... was his experience with building scaffolding? Oh, uh, I mean, he's been around forts. Forts. Yep. I've. I've he's been around forts. When we were in first grade, we built a fort on top of a cactus. Oh God. Yep. It was the first time he fell down and hit his head on top of my head. Um, Double concussions. That won't be the last time we saw that. That's It terrible. won't be the last time we saw that. Right. It won't yeah. be the last time we okay. saw that. You said people passed away during the... Yeah, we put our entire defensive line up on top of the treehouse. You mean the um, scaffold? Yeah, we put it on top of the scaffolds. And uh, it was a particularly bad thing for, for all of them to stand out at the same time because we made it out of... Uh, big um, guys, presumably. Big guys. They were yeah. very large guys. Um, we decided that we would uh, make the the scaffolding uh, out of uh, a bunch of uh, twigs that we saw around the area because we didn't have. This sounds terrible. This so is... we built it. We built it. We hammered it into. Uh, we hammered it into some load bearing uh, stuff we were building, and then the entire thing collapsed. You don't say. Yep. I'm not. I'm not too. Surprised. All the people on the scaffold they actually survived. It was our. Uh, it was our kicker who was standing underneath who was painting the bottom. <laughs> Why were you he painting had, the he scaffolding? Had, he had six defensive linemen all crumble on top of. Because we take pride in our work. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay, that's understood. Well, you do understand that the you know that was a sixty million dollar stadium. Allen Park, Texas, voted. Oh, in I know. We spent fifty-nine. We spent fifty-nine million dollars on that on water balloons. Fifty-nine million dollars yeah, in water. We balloons. had the world's biggest water balloon fight, except we kept filling them up and they would pop on the spot. So it was the world's biggest, most world's most expensive water balloon fight. But we only got one water balloon down. Someone threw it at me, and then it gave me a concussion. That's 
Darvin, I'm ter- I'm terribly sorry. He's my yeah. backup quarterback. He had a hell of an arm. Not like my arms, though. My arms are still attached. I'm Darvin. <laughs> hello, <laughs> yeah. hello, Darvin Morris, was it? Yeah, that's my last name. Okay. Uh, well, is there is there anything you'd like to say in closing? Yeah, Maybe I would like to defense? I would like to apologize to the people of Gardentown, Texas, because they they spent Allen, a lot of money Allentown. on a football stadium where they could watch their baseball matches. That's not. And then uh, I feel bad that uh, it, it didn't end up happening. We were gonna build one hell of a water balloon stadium, and boy, that dream just fell apart. And I apologize. Thank you very much, Darvin. There you have it. Uh, heartfelt apology from Darvin Moss, uh, foreman from the Allen Park, Texas uh, football stadium. I'm Darvin Morris, and I was the quarterback of that high school. Okay, yes. Thank you. Thank you, okay. Darvin. You know what? I think I think I see a receiver waiting for a pass right over there. Oh, uh, go long. Go long. Wait, I don't see what. Okay, joining us now on the podcast, uh, the youngest player in the history of the WPGA. Uh, LPGA. Is it the LPGA? It's the LPGA. That's, oh, that's because it's golf, and they got to be all fancy and call right. them ladies instead of women. Right. Uh, not a big golf fan. Uh, okay, um, joining us now, uh, Lucy Lee. Why do I have to hang out with all you old people? We're not... We're not, not old. So old. Categorically. You're like, I'm in my early you're like 30s. You're like my dad times two. That's, that's not even... Your dad would have yes, to be are. 16 years old for that to be true. Yeah, he's like, you're older than my dad. Boy, thanks for coming on the podcast, Lucy. Yeah, of course. It's really good to have you. Youngest no. player in LPGA history. Like, duh, I know. Okay, well, well, understand. Yeah. Now, uh, you, you qualified by winning a tournament, and you're going to be heading for the Women's Open. Yeah, yeah I play a lot of golf. Uh, Yeah. What do, you, what do you attribute your success to? One Direction. The uh, band? He, Hairstyles is so cute. Oh, yeah, so the band mm. and not. Okay. Um, Everything I do is so Harry Styles will love me. Harry well, Styles is a lot older than you. But I'll I tell know, you what. He's like he, my dad, but he's like a hot version of my dad. That's he's so cute. <laughs> All right. Disturbing. Uh, well, you know what? He's probably aware of you now because you're in the papers. You're oh, on yeah. the internet. You're a big uh, deal. Does he? Li- does Harry Styles listen to this? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Hey, calm down. Okay. Lucy, can we just... I'm yeah. back. Now, Joel and I are not golfers, no. but maybe you could clue us in to what your strategy would be going into this uh, women's so Open. So, I yeah. take these clubs. They're my golf clubs. My dad got them for me. And I take a ball. My dad got these for me, too. And I hit the ball into the holes. It's not rocket science. No, I know, okay. but what but do you th- think? Th- there's a lot of, yeah. What do you think strategy. makes you as good as you are? There are a lot of 11-year-olds. Hey, there are a lot of uh, 31-year-old women who are not on the LPGA. Who and are abs- would love to be. Yeah. Uh, would love to have your gift. Have you ever heard of YouTube? Yes. Yep. Yeah, of course. Have you ever heard of Joey Graceffa? No. He's cute. Okay, I really and I thought. I think of him every time I'm about to take a shot, and what if he was looking at me? I'm like, oh my god! And then I okay. hit the ball. Um. So uh, it's the power. Look, how about putting? When you know that's a drive. Yeah. You described a drive. Just that's more then. of a Connor Franta thing. <laughs> I just dream of Connor Franta because he's so dreamy. Who is Connor? Does I he? Have no he's idea a YouTube cutie. Okay, so does that give you the steady nerves, maybe, to hit a ball on the green to put yeah. it in? Well, it does makes me very it's like it makes me think of very. I'm very excited. 
The boys in my grade are so mature. Um, it's like it's like they're boys. I'm looking for a man who's like 14 or 15 years old. Like right. a man. Right. Like right. one who's not like a child. Okay. Uh, well, Lucy, you know, it's really interesting. I hit a of... hole in one once. Yeah? Yeah. How did that happen? <clears throat> I was thinking about Justin Bieber, but it was before Justin Bieber was so lame. Now he's like 90. It is so stupid. He's really not. He's like he was 20s. so much. He was so cute when he was like 15. And now he's so gross because he's like 20. Okay. I mean, I think fame has changed Justin Bieber. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. He's weird now. He's got like face crap. He's got crap on his crap face. So what Me would and you... my friends don't think he's cute anymore. So what would you tell other young golfers who are aspiring to, uh, to reach the heights of the LPGA? Look, to all you young golfers out there, especially the cute boys, call me because we have something in common. Oh but not God. if you're old. Like the two other people on this podcast are so old. We're not old. It's like they, they smell like old. That's like, ridiculous. Yeah, just they deodorant. smell like just deodorant. Like we came from the gym, you put on some deodorant. Yeah, like weird. instead, if you want to be a good golfer, like just think about the cutest boy. If you think about the cutest boy, and think about him looking at you, then every single time you're gonna hit the ball well because every time. Oh my God, you are insufferable. I don't know what that word means, okay, but I'll that's... assume it means. That I am totally Kawhi style. Uh, could right. we really just try to reel it in here? I'd really, you know, we don't have a lot of golfers on here. We're really hoping to get just a little bit of insight into playing in a top-level golf tournament. Look, I would say specifically, it's, when you're in trouble, you find yourself in a sand trap. You're, oh, if I'm in a sand you're trap? A sand, you you yeah. got into a hazard. Well, there's a what club are you gonna do? for that. It's called a sand wedge, Jordan. Yeah. So don't be stupid. You take the sandwich, and then you think of the cutest beach boy. <laughs> Not from the stupid band my dad listens to. I'm talking about, like, a boy at the beach. Like, that you see from stock photography? There's one <laughs> billboard that's very close to where I live. He was a totally cute boy, and he's at the beach, and he's smiling. And I think that he's going to be my husband So just for when the I'm record, old enough to get married, which will probably be when I'm 90 like you guys. Your source of cute boys is um, YouTube and stock photography. <laughs> Look, I'm getting to that age where I'm starting to take notice of boys, and boys uh, are starting to take yeah. notice of me. I really hope not as and much I'm as you're totally saying. I'm totally popular because I was featured in the newspaper. What were you featured in the newspaper for? For being old people, you're popular with the world's oldest people who have ever been on life. I would be thrilled Earth. to be mentioned yeah. in the newspaper as the world's oldest person. Well, you're popular with, the, with 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 tweens that because I'm of your write, appearance in the newspaper. I'm gonna write my <clears throat> newspaper. Then it's gonna be called Super Awesome Paper for Cute Boys and Totally Hot Girls, and we're gonna read it. And it's gonna feature a column called Old. And it's going to be about you guys. Okay. That is basically so sounds like USA Today. I really uh, felt they, like when we were going to have you on the podcast, we were going to have a meaningful and engaging sort of discussion with someone who I assumed that if you were uh, a victorious in a golf tournament was going to have a certain level of maturity. Let me tell you, you something. Have you ever heard of Key and Lolly? I think, I have I think not, we should wrap this up. Yeah. I don't think That's this is going to get us to a How about satisfactory Ricky conclusion. Dylan? No, I haven't. How about I don't know who these JC people are. Kalen? Listen, young lady, you are 
of an age where I don't think you completely understand how little that you actually know about the world. And there's going to come a time where you're going to look back at this moment and you're going to be embarrassed about your behavior. Do I make myself clear? Okay. All right. Okay. You know what? That's what you sound like. That's we're gonna go ahead and wrap Come the wrap the mouth. interview here. I'm I'm just Jordan. It's like your mouth you has finished. I'm thank leaving. you very I'm much, leaving. Lucy I'm Lee. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Quest podcast style. today. Best of luck in the Women's U.S. Open. Selfie. For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another <laughs> Weird Weird Sportsman. What do we got this week? <laughs> this week's Weird Sportsman, Kushi Ram. I have no idea who that is. Oh, you don't? It, it, it sounds Usually like you guys are so goddamn cocky because you know about these weird sports. Well, it sounds like sometimes like, you name familiar athletes. <laughs> yeah. This one's different. Okay. He's weird. And the sport. His man. name sounds Kushiram. Like uh, like he's a particularly luxurious computer. Kushiram, born August 7th, 1939, died December 29th, 2013. Whoa, old dude. Widely acknowledged as the scoring machine of Asia was a basketball player from India. Uh, okay, uh, all right. Who represented India in many international competitions. Ooh. Yeah. The scoring machine. Yeah, the scoring machine of Asia. There's other <laughs> scoring machines. Michael Jordan was probably the scoring machine. That was actually America. my nickname in college. The scoring machine of Asia? <laughs> That's right. I could see you as being that kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, honors don't. You are an awkward white dude, so <laughs> yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, he was awarded the country's highest sporting honor, the Arjuna Award, in 1967. He is regarded as one of the all-time greats in basketball in Asia. He captained the Indian national basketball team in the year 1965 which made its first appearance in the Asian Basketball Championship. There's an Asian Basketball Championship? You're goddamn right there is. <laughs> he represented the Indian team from 1964 to 1972, so he was getting up there. Yeah. He's the father of former Indian team captain and Dhyan Chand Award winner Ram Kumar, who, with his friend Harold, went to White Castle. <laughs> hmm. Early life and background! Born in Jamari village in the Jajar district of Haryana, <laughs> Kushi Ram spent his childhood in village and completed his education there. He joined Delhi-based army unit, the Rajputha Rifles, in 1950 as a boy recruit. Ooh, sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, in the 1950s, he would have been 14 when he joined the army. Oh, that doesn't sound fun. Yep, not so fun. Uh, here began his interest for the game basketball that is looking at his six foot four inch height and good physical build the basketball coaches in the Rajputana rifles advised him to take up the game 
Six four, not that tall for a basketball player, but not that small for a fourteen year old. Oh, wait, well, oh, he's fourteen. Snap. He was six Come four. On, if, Joel, if, I, if I'm up. retracted, if, that guy's huge. If I'm in charge of the New Delhi Army, and I'm looking for boy soldiers, I see a guy six four. <laughs> like I want that guy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, for my basketball team, not out in the front lines. He's so. the same size of no one way. of my normal adult soldiers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Akushiram was mentored by basketball coach Subedar Marchand in the early stage of his career. He believed that Kushiram could be one of the bright prospects for the Indian basketball team. Of course. Within a short span of time, Kushiram uh, became aware of the basics and te- technical aspects of basketball. Ooh. Started figuring it out. As a result, he made his debut in national in the National Basketball Championship in 1952 when he was 16 years old. Whoa. Where he played for Services Basketball Team. Serv- that's the name of the basketball team. How Maybe for their military services. How tall did he get? <laughs> now I'm curious. Uh, I don't know. It's got to be at the top, right? Taller than the tallest Oak Tree. Nope, it doesn't village. say. This is a obscure enough sportsman that it doesn't have full wow. statistics. Well, if he was six four when he was fourteen, we have to assume that he got to at least like six eight, eight or and a half. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. that's uh, conservatively, I'd say. There's a part here called sporting career that I will call really vague uh, comments about his life that can't be proven. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, Kushi Ram was the first ever Indian player who started the trend of basketball in India. <laughs> That's a little tough. It's a okay. pretty bold statement considering he I, had a mentor who was, you know. Yeah, yeah. I would say citation needed. Yes, I would say that as well. Are there non-Indian players who started the basketball trend in India? Uh, I don't know. Because uh, let's face it, I mean, basketball not even that big in America in the 1950s. Yeah, you're talking like the LA Lakers with George. I'm sorry, the Minneapolis Lakers with George Meekan and whatnot at that point. Well, let's go over to 1964 when he was the uh, tender age of 18 years old. Oh, so tender. Yeah. In 1964, Kushiram was selected in the Indian national basketball team for the fourth Quadrilanger tournament in Colombo. Yeah, Peter Folk. <laughs> uh, it was his international debut. His performance was appreciated by his coach and selectors of the team. Citation needed. <laughs> appreciated by the coach. Appreciated. They need to cite a citation for the fact that it was appreciated. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, can you really put that in a factual article? I'm sure if you call the coach yeah, up, he's like, no, he played like dog shit. Yeah. Uh, I guess I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. um, um, so it was his international debut. It was appreciated. He secured his position and became a key player of the Indian team. The very next year in 1965, he was named captain of the Indian team at the age of yeah. 19. Well, sounds like it was pretty good. For the Asian Basketball Championship. That's a big area. Yeah. It's a, a huge area. area. Not known for its basketball, but... No, I mean, it was held in a big city, though. Kuala oh. Lumpur. Oh, that is a really big, big city. city. Uh, though India's position was seventh in the tournament, Kushi Ram stood as the highest scorer in the tournament. He had an average score of 30 to 35 points each game. Oh, that is yeah. exceptional. He went up against big Asian superpowers like South Korea, Japan, China, and Chinese ta- Taipei. <laughs> is citation needed? Sounds I can't like they need to they split China into a lot of different areas because Chinese Taipei, they made. Yeah. Uh, so there was a lot of other playing. I want to get to a little bit further down here. Because uh, so, I was about to say, the only thing that's weird about him so far is that he played basketball in India. Other than that, it sounds like he's a perfectly normal tall dude. 
Sounds like an obscure athlete. No, it's a strange league, though. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm bringing light to a, yeah. a, a star athlete. Oh, in a I'm, strange I'm having league. a blast. I am intrigued by this one. I'm Jesus just sort of, Christ, you guys are picky. Good. I'm not. It wasn't a picky. That was just an observation. Such a high not standard a of weirdness yeah. here. Uh, many newspapers and magazines in the country published articles that named him the magician of basketball. Ooh. He became the best ranked player in Asia. Also citation needed, he became an inspiration for all youngsters <laughs> who were keen to take up the game. Uh, Every well, single youngster. That should be an easy citation to get. You just have to find all of the people who were young and living in India at that point. Yep, every single one. Let's every get that citation. Yeah. And that brings it on to another Weird Sportsman! Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close another sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, Phil would like to give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast, gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast, gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports, number three podcast. That's at sports, number three podcast. You can find us on Facebook at our new address, facebook.com slash sports, the number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports, the number three podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud. Go to soundcloud.com slash sports, the number three podcast. That's soundcloud.com slash sports, number three podcast. You know what? We are now posting our episodes there a day early. Whoa! So you SoundCloud exclusive. Phil. Yeah. So from Do you have you gone mad? You want to jump in there with spoilers about the new sports 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 podcast yeah. before your other friends can listen to it? If you're really in the know, you follow us on SoundCloud. Uh, we're very happy with our relationship with SoundCloud. So please go listen to us on SoundCloud. Leave us a comment. We appreciate it. You can find us on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash comedypodnet. That's youtube.com slash comedypodnet while you're there. Make sure to check out the Donald Sterling audio uh, video. It's doing pretty good. Uh, you can find us on uh, iTunes by uh, searching Sports Number 3 Space Podcast. That's Sports Number 3, all in word, Space Podcast. Or for all of our back episodes, go to comedypodcastnetwork.com. Oh, I forgot about Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. Download the Stitcher app today and save. Yeah, go to Stitcher.com and search Sports the Number 3 Podcast. Absolutely. Hey, Phil, I, I do have one question. What? If there are enough podcasts in the SoundCloud, does it get dense enough and then there's sound rain? Joel officially ran all the way out of things <laughs> he's, to say. He's not a, that was totally no, something to say. Out of things to Verbal say. bankruptcy. One this more is thing what this to is. say. Yeah. Verbal yes. bankruptcy. And that is... Um, Something involving oh, the geez. lights? It's lights uh, off. Jolt! You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.